All right, we're live. Hey, welcome back. We did it. Feels we're like here. we just did one of these. Yeah, it's been a week of these. There's some good content for the patrons. Oh, yeah, because it was, it was like two days ago and then two days ago before that. Yeah, you and I have been chatting a bunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been doing a lot of podcasting this week. It's been fun. It's been a good time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, people that aren't subscribed, you should go do that and listen to what we had to say. There's my plug. Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about it now, I can just go through the housekeeping because a lot of it is Patreon specific. Uh, in fact, all of it is <laughs> oh, Patreon specific. Um, <laughs> if you're a, if you're a TVP subscriber, uh, we just put up an episode all about Cocaine Bear, which came out last week. So you can go listen to our thoughts on that movie. Um, we've decided that March's episode is going to be a re is going to be a look back on the entire season of the last of us show. It just makes sense. Honestly. Yeah. yeah Cause it, cause it ends in a, not this weekend, but next weekend I'm actually watching, or I should say I, I watched like the first seven, seven episodes are out. I've watched them almost twice now because my mom came to visit and I was like, you should watch the show and we'll watch the last two together. So it's just kind of been okay. on. Yeah. She did not find three sad. Um, okay. That's like crazy. I, I definitely see three being somewhat polarizing in that manner, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty heart wrenching. I would yeah, say she's just ice queen over there. Just was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was just like, wow. <laughs> um, Fair it enough. is fun seeing the, uh, like watching the first episode again with with her how many like references they make to things that are going to happen because there's a lot of kind of flashbacks throughout the season it's like oh they were talking about like this place and this person already like there's a lot of stuff in there so sure yeah what also helps is she knows calgary way better than i do so like every location she's like oh that's eighth street oh and they're just down ninth street that's the mall on ninth street and it's just and i'm just like okay yeah cool Sure. So yeah, that's also fun. There are a lot of Calgary locations. It's very cool. Yep. Uh, on top of that, uh, our Yakuza Zero episode of TDP Plus is now live. Yep. And John was there for that one, of course, before he took off to Coliseum, which is where he is away for this week. Yes. Uh, so people can go listen to us talk about Yakuza Zero for a while. Metroid Prime Remastered won the poll for March. So that'll be the next game we're going to be talking about, uh, which I'm quite looking forward to. It'll be the first time I've played uh, the first Metroid Prime. So I'm excited about that. And in regards to the community submission ranking thing episode we're doing that has ended, you cannot submit anything yes. anymore. Don't even bother. I won't even look at that post anymore. Uh, we're going to record that sometime when john is back uh we'll have to see what the schedules are like but uh thank you to all who did submit we got about 40 responses maybe 41 i think 41 specifically that's pretty good so a little over half i wish we had gotten more but i mean some of these people just don't care and that's fine they probably weren't like listening or maybe didn't hear it like i wonder how many people are patrons and um like have a backlog of like a few months or something that they just do 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, they would have still gotten like the email notification the unless they turned the email notification off. Um, yeah. So, we, yeah, maybe. And, and then, you know, they, they don't follow our Twitter or they're not part of the discord or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, 41 games we will be ranking from best to worst at some point in March, uh, which should be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to that. So. Yeah. Uh, but with that, why don't we just get into the show, Top Down Perspective, for March 2nd. I'm Sean Booker. Paul Fleck. And I'll just say real quickly, I've pretty much just been playing Fire Emblem this week. Uh, okay. Anything want... new on that front? Not really. I'm just I'm just so surprised how good it is. Uh, as long as you just ignore the story, because who cares about that story? But it's just, there's, there's so much in it. There's so much voice acting. The... The whole concept is like you're getting these rings that have like the spirit of previous Fire Emblem protagonists in them. Oh, that's why I've seen like, oh, I know that guy or whatever. Yeah. But what's really cool that shows kind of how much they put into this game is you can put those rings on anyone and those Mm. people will have unique conversations between themselves. Um. On top of that, when you use like when you kind of use the summon, you're not just like summoning them into existence. You're like embodying them and it and that you're kind of making a fusion between the character and the spirit. That's unique for every person. So like they've made unique fusions and there's there's a ton of these rings you can equip and everyone looks different based on who it's not just like here's your fusion. But it's here's your fusion with this guy. Here's what your fusion looks like with this guy. Like. Man, and these are voice acted so like all these unique things they did voice acting for it too like they oh wow they did so much it's so That's great pretty crazy and just again like the the switch game i was playing before this was pokemon which was constantly just <laughs> right. like how can we cut corners even further and make this shittier <laughs> and then yeah. it goes right into fire where they're like no we're we're putting everything in this we can let's go let's do it this let's make this a really good product so cool yeah, Sounds I'm like just, your faith in the Switch in general has been uh, maybe made a little better because of this game. <laughs> this game this game's real good. And yeah, I, I keep hearing really good things about Metroid Prime Remastered. So more Switch after that. So looking forward to sure. it. But yeah. Other than that, I haven't really been playing new stuff. Well, how about you? Okay. Uh, I mean, check in with Atomic Heart. I've been playing more of that. And I don't know. That gameplay, I think, is like fun enough that i don't mind playing it it's just every time there's like story stuff and they go talk for 20 minutes about shit i don't care about and i'm just kind of like cringing a little bit but i'm just kind of like spinning my wheels in it i'm i don't know that i'm gonna finish it at this point anymore especially because wolong comes out in like an hour from when we're recording okay yeah the the reviews dropped this morning seem pretty positive so, yes, yeah, so I played Wolong, the Fallen Dynasty demo that they released this last weekend or whatever. Uh, so I have about two hours in that game. It, and it's one of those demos that's like you you can buy it after and like we'll continue your progress from where the demo leaves oh, off. That's great. Sort of I thing. Should, I done but I'm that. not going to do that because I played it on Steam and I'm going to do this on Game Pass. Oh, OK. So like, yeah, uh, that game is that game is very cool. Uh, especially if you like the Neo games, uh, I would definitely say it's more Neo-esque than like a Souls-like in just how 
hack and slashy it feels like more so i would say um faster combat in general some cool ideas in it there's like instead of a stamina system they do what's called like a spirit system and you're always at, when you're resting and doing nothing you're always like at a neutral spirit and you have like a gauge or like a bar or whatever anytime you do anything that would cause stamina drain you drain spirit uh so when you're like taking attacks when you're blocking and stuff like that but when you're attacking enemies and doing like special moves and stuff like that you're gaining spirit and you can use those like mana that spirit like mana to like do more devastating attacks and stuff like that it's super cool uh the way the combat in that game flows is pretty sick the parry system is incredible because everything in that game is parryable even the unblockable attacks like they kind of expect you to parry them because the mechanic is pretty much you get attacked by a big attack like the dude turns red and you're like oh shit something bad's about to happen you parry that you just opened them up to take like massive critical damage from like your next attack it's very Sekiro in that way uh where it is much more about you kind of picking your moment like going on the defense and just kind of like swinging your weapon at them to kind of like falter them a little bit or get them to do something big parrying that attack or dodging that attack and then going back in for like a kill shot essentially or that does a shit ton of damage that game is like pretty incredible in how it plays i would say i think it's going to be pretty easy compared to the souls games because of it it's going to be one of those things that like the parry time the parry timing is uh pretty like not the timing from what it felt like didn't feel that tight especially with the weapon they start you off with they start you off with kind of like almost like a parrying sword sort of thing and there's different weapons with different percentages of like how hard it is to parry with them um so you could like you could get a sword apparently that's like 110 percent like parry it just makes that window like pretty big or whatever you do less damage of course than you would with like a big spear weapon uh which is like 70 percent parry window or something do you have Uh, to parry you don't have to but okay. if you don't, you're pr- the game really feels like you're playing it wrong if you don't, because oh, okay. you do so little damage otherwise. OK, because I usually try to ignore parries every time it's an option. Yes, uh, it is. M- this is definitely one of the easiest parry systems I've ever felt in one of these games. It's okay. very forgiving. OK, um, and it's, it's kind of weird because the first boss felt like I was never going to beat him until I learned like, oh, it really wants you to just wait for specific attacks, do the parry, and then like 20% of his health is gone after that. And that's how you do this. And then it felt like, okay, if you get if you play this in that mindset, I don't think much of this game is going to be a problem for you, probably mechanically. The problem will be how much patience do you have in kind of like, waiting to see what those like parry windows are for every different encounter and then like utilizing whatever you can to go from there uh which i i definitely think there is a subset group of souls fans that were excited for this game that will not play this game or like it because of that because it's plays very much like a neo like um more so 
so I don't know. I th- I think it's cool for what it's worth. Also, you can't beat the price of uh, Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, maybe just check it out, see yeah. what you think of it. You'll know within the first hour whether or not you want to keep playing because if it doesn't click within that time, it's probably not going to. It's pretty simple, I would say. I want to check it out as a as an Elden Ring fan. Um, I haven't played yep. Neo, so I'm I have no attachment to that. But again, yeah, Game Pass. Like, why not try it? So I guess it is like less like daunting than Neo because there aren't three different stances that you take or any of Great. that stuff that Neo does. Uh, yeah. That that game seems fine. That game seems cool. There will be a group of people that fall in love with it. There will be a group of people that bounce off of it because they don't like that it's not what they were maybe thinking when people keep talking about Souls-like. Uh, but yeah, if you have Game Pass, you should just check it out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been playing Grim Guardians. Uh, this Demon Purge. This is the Castlevania, classic Castlevania-like uh, game oh, okay. with the Gal Gun characters in it. Okay, you you had put this up for uh, for the TDP Plus poll. Yes. I had, I had no idea what it was. Hearing that it's classic Castlevania, I'm very happy that it lost. All the things you hate about cas- classic Castlevania, if you play on easy mode, they get rid of that. There's no knockback and you have like unlimited lives and checkpointing and stuff. Okay. So you would have been fine okay. for what it's worth. Um, if you like, I'm just saying classic- there's a reason when people think of Metroidvania games, they don't think of classic Castlevania games. Right. There was a big misnomer for a while. There were people who were saying this is a Metroidvania and it is very much not a Metroidvania at all. Um, it is classic Castlevania. So if that sounds like something, it's like a love letter to Castlevania three specifically, but there are like bits and pieces of other things in there as well. Uh, if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, you should probably just check it out. Like, I think you know what you're going to get into. There is the weird anime lewdness stuff later. There's not like porn or anything like that, but there, I mean, whatever to get true ending. I have to collect all of the girls I saved in this castle, their panties so that right. I can unlock true ending or something. Awesome. Yeah. Right. It's Galgun. So <laughs> that's, that's that. Uh, it's, it's pretty solid. I would say there are, are a lot of problems I have with parts of the game, but I wouldn't say the game as a whole, I think is bad. I think it's actually quite good. I have been having pretty like a good time with it. I think I have about like 12 hours in it. Uh, each playthrough is probably two to three, depending on how much you look around or whatever. And they do kind of build in a reason why you would play through the same castle again. There's different paths you can take. And there are like story reasons of you get to the end and then something happens and the demons like does. There's a MacGuffin reason why they send you back to the beginning and you play through it again. But there's different dialogue and stuff going through again. Okay. So. Yeah, that game is totally fine for 20 bucks. I bought it on Switch as just a reason to have the Switch on and like to play like while watching TV or something like that. Pretty mindless. Dude, you need a Steam Deck. 
It's got got to live that Steam Deck <laughs> life. You're you're shackled by the poor, pathetic console that the Switch is. <laughs> well, no, because I don't play much things on the Switch. <laughs> I made the like conscious decisions, like I should just buy this on the Switch to like have make a reason for that thing to exist right now. Because this was before I knew Metroid was going to win for sure. Um, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that game is totally fine. The, I guess the conceit on it that is a little bit different is you play two characters that you can switch between. One is a little tankier and has a gun but does less damage but can do like continuous damage from range. And the other is much more glass cannony that does like much more damage with a melee attack. And uh, as you go, you get different upgrades for them and you can upgrade those upgrades. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a cool game. Cool. If you like classic Castlevania, you should no. check it out. Okay. Good That's to know. It. All right. Let's do a bit of news. A little, little bit of news happened. Um, starting off, um, this is a weird one. The Wolf Among Us 2 announced like, yeah. I don't know, when was it? A year, year, two years ago? I don't even remember when it was announced. Uh, maybe the article mentions. Anyways, Wolf Among Us 2 has been delayed out of 2023. Yeah. Oh, I guess, okay, after being resurrected by LCG Entertainment in 2019. Okay. So, I I guess they started working on it 2019. Not coming out until 2024. Here's my question about this. Yeah. The, I'm assuming this is going to be a Telltale-style adventure game. I hope it is. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, they were cranking out a lot of those. Those games didn't seem to be the most complex games to build. Um, yeah. Why is this taking five years? So, yes, I agree with you. The article says to avoid crunch and team burnout and to accommodate moving from uh ue4 to 5 i don't i I, i'm not a developer i don't know how long does it take to like transfer stuff into a new engine does it take five years i don't know like yeah i i don't know either i can i understand converting engines is is a big task but again these games seemed pretty simple like in terms of when when i think of the telltale adventure games when i think of any telltale style adventure games there is not a lot of like actual interactivity other than like, right. well, for the next 10 minutes, you get to walk around this one room we made and select some stuff. And then there's going to be like quick time events. I don't know. That's another question they just mentioned in the chat as well. How big is the dev team? So they could say we don't want to crunch and maybe there's only three of them. So I don't know. Right. This is this is Telltale Games which we don't really know what this Telltale Games looks like. It's obviously nowhere near what it used to be. But right. I I was just I, kind of surprised that this amount of dev time was going into what I assumed are on the on the on the hard to simple of games and, and complexity. This would have been on the more simple side that. But again, what do I know? Anyways, 2024 for The Wolf Among Us 2. Uh, is this game ever coming out? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how much of it, too, I was just thinking is like you work, you have worked for and work for a company. How much of it is like bureaucratic? Well, we have to make sure that like this person sends in a report to this person to make sure these people get paid for like just like everything's taking time. And somebody's like, 
wait, why are we doing work on this games or whatever? Maybe don't pay them for a month. And they were like, okay. Well, well. I mean, to that point, you could say that for any company. So that's almost like you can remove that common denominator um, for every company. Yeah, exactly. Because like everyone's going to have that. So like, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Like, what else are they doing? Are they maybe being pulled like what is, is telltale working on too i yeah i think it's the Wolf only thing they're doing the back oh no sorry thing. they're doing the expanse game right so is it just that like yeah if you have time it's friday like you got your thing done for the week why don't you spend an hour like converting assets into ue5 for that wolf among us thing like, is that what's going on, maybe, where it's the back I mean, burner game? So, like, the Expanse must, has to be further along, because they already yes. have, like, like pre-order pages up for that thing. Um, well, they probably started building that in UE5, whereas they were taking whatever they had before for Wolf Among Us 2 and having to convert things. Uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing, though. So, that's the other question. I, I doubt they're big enough that they're, like, a two-game studio so right. so like maybe it is just like hey 90 percent of us are on expanse and we have a small team trying to get wolf among us two off the ground oh i'm being corrected in the chat expanse is published by telltale but it's developed by deck nine so in oh, terms of the development stuff it, they're all on wolf among us i don't yeah, even, that... i don't know that <laughs> i don't even know what to think yeah, that's that's so weird. I do love, though, if you go to Telltale hmm. and you click there, what games they've done, they still have like Puzzle Agent on there. They got the Wallace and Gromit and the Strong Bad ga- cool game for attractive people. <laughs> and then this is like tangential, but I was remembering this fondly recently. Do you remember Poker Night at the Inventory? I do. Yeah. Yeah. They those were weirdly cool. They, were, they made two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I never oh, yeah. played the second one at all, actually. Did the second one have GLaDOS, or was that the first one? Oh, my God. The first one had Tycho from Penny Arcade. It had strong Heavy, bad. I think. It had Strong Bad. And was it the Heavy Brock from Samson? Fortress? Yeah, the Heavy was in it. Yeah. Wasn't Brock yeah, Samson so. from um, Venture Brothers in it? I think so. Okay. That then, sounds right. And then in two, GLaDOS was one of them, right? Yeah, I think oh, GLaDOS was. I don't too, remember probably. who else was in it. I never played it. Oh, here so. we go. Two is Claptrap, Max, Ash, and Rock. Oh, so maybe GLaDOS was in the first one? I don't remember that at all, but GLaDOS maybe. was the dealer. Okay, wow, okay. Oh. Okay, that makes some sense then. So, like, okay, so if you were going to, like, pitch who what four characters need to be in a poker night in the inventory three which three? four okay. would you pick that aren't rick and or morty because we know they would be in there no matter what you know i didn't even think about that but it, they totally would be yeah, yeah absolutely right okay who's big enough do you just get like standard Fortnite dude i was thinking who like the like the blonde Fortnite guy that's what I was but thinking. But yeah. the thing is, though, do they have a first off, do they have a personality? Second off, is there a voice actor tied to them? Because these ones were all about them, like talking to each other. I think there is a voice actor because I think they say like 
voice lines. Oh, do they? Okay. Which is maybe enough to count. Okay, what games are... Do you have, like, Kratos in there or something? Like, what are some big titles that are Kratos. recent that would get okay. people going? I could, see, I could see Kratos being kind of in there. I don't... I don't know if Sony would do it, but okay, Kratos, sure. Right. What do we have for like adventure game stuff? Adventure games are usually great for this sort of thing. Oh, you might have like a Psychonaut in there. Like Raz? Yeah, because I'm sure like even if they weren't asked, Double Fine would be like, can we be part of it? <laughs> like that seems like something that would happen. Okay. Ra- I mean, yeah, Raz and, and Kratos. Okay, we need two. Who, who else do we need? Yeah, there has there has to be some like obvious games that have been huge that I just can't think of right now. Well, I don't even think they need to be huge. They also don't even need to be games. Like again, they put in like yeah, that's true. Like you definitely need the fridge from Atomic Heart, everybody's favorite. Absolutely. Like wait, like the the vendor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Nora. Absolutely not. No way. (laughs) Uh, I God, that'd be so terrible. People are saying, yeah. let's see, Master Chief, Doom Marine, BJ Blazkowicz, and Rick and Morty. I think I would actually hate that. That is so hilarious. First though, off, just, like, like, all these shooters. <laughs> first off, like, half of them, like, barely talk. And then there's Rick and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, what if you got, like, What's- maybe... I was going to say mm-hmm. Spider-Man, but we already picked uh, Kratos. We already have like a... a, a, a okay, how about this? How about this? How about the Mandalorian? Oh, sure. Yeah. Would you put him in there? I mean, I wouldn't, but I could... If you told me that that game was coming out with him in it, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm me. just thinking of like media properties. Uh, what am I watching recently? You, you know what? I know you're not probably going to like this, but I could see like Velma being in there. I could see Velma being in there too. Yeah. Yep. Like that'd be a good fit. Also like the first like female character. So they should absolutely put a female in there. Velma. Yeah. Hmm. LeBron James from Space Jam 2. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. How about what about what if you got LeBron James from Space Jam 2 and then you also got LeBron James from that crypto commercial where he's talking to a younger version of himself about being great. Okay, um, so it's just it's just all like then do we just get LeBron James from multiverses? Okay, so well? what if we just got four different <laughs> LeBron Jameses? This, yeah, that's what I'm going for here. <laughs> I think it'd be yeah. funny if you got like an FMV character in there. So they had to like record all this like full motion video of this guy talking to cartoons. Man, a rabbit would be hilarious. A rabbit, they put rabbit peach in the chat. That rabbit would be pretty good. And the rabbits do talk now. Oh, so, shit. So, that, so that works. It writes itself. Yeah. You know what I would actually you know what I would actually really love? Hmm. Luigi voiced by Charlie Day. That could that could be OK. Or, you yeah, know, I, I would even take okay. I would even take Jack Black's Bowser. I would I would also even take Keegan Michael Key's Toad. Okay. I just don't know if I could listen to that much Toad. <laughs> what about Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt's Mario. I think that's a boring answer. 
Like Mario himself is just a boring character. No, not Mario. Just Chris Pratt. Just Chris Pratt. Okay. He's in everything. So why not? I was going to say, if it's Chris Pratt, but like every time he speaks, he's like trying to do one of his characters. Oh my God, that would be so good. Like, hey, remember when I was Star Lord? It doesn't sound like this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to sound like that. It's not going to sound like that. I do still, I still love that video where he's like, I'm working on the voice. Let's go. It's not that's not the voice. And then it just freeze frames. It, it, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> it's the voice. Yeah, it's exactly the voice. I could see them putting a Ninja Turtle in there. OK, yeah. Like timeless. You, you would probably want like Mikey, right? Probably. Yeah, I could. I could also see Raph being pretty good because he would just he would also fill the same uh, character that like Kratos would be filling. Yes. I think we just both agree that Donnie and uh, Leo probably aren't going to make the cut for that. Not that they're necessarily bad, especially Donatello. Yeah, they're not that exciting. Yeah. All right, let's do this next. You know, uh, now someone did mention Star-Lord. I think Groot or Rocket specifically would be pretty good in there. Oh, yeah, you you definitely have the MCU you could pull almost anyone from, really. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna mm-hmm. let's do another game news story because this one's pretty exciting. I'm actually kind of shocked that my Twitter did not explode when this came out, but Elden Rings tweeted out the new DLC has been confirmed. We got the name of it, Shadow of the Erd Tree, currently in development. There's pretty much no information about it, but I'm still surprised that new Elden Ring content hasn't been a bigger deal. Uh so yes, I agree. But also for me personally, because that's all I can speak for, like they didn't show anything, so I don't care yet. Like just with they, going they, with how big Elden Ring was, you would think anything new Elden Ring would have people going like, yeah, I saw a lot of people freaking out and the people I follow and stuff. So, like, okay. yeah, it, it just might be dependent on the people you follow, I guess. For me personally, I wasn't like super excited necessarily just because i don't know like any info yet but i'm listen i'm gonna play that game again that's the thing is like (laughs) i don't think i need any info if you're giving me like more story dlc that's the thing is that like i'm in you don't just release it like you don't need to tell me this is coming just release it and take the money yeah honestly it's like just i don't even care how much it costs it's because as long as it's not like the price of the full game because it won't be yeah like i'll pay whatever (laughs) like like i'm in like you made my favorite game of last year let's like let's go (laughs) done this definitely takes away from that uh remember there was a rumor that the next thing was going to be called like barbarians of the badlands or something weird like that oh that that thing that we couldn't tell if it was fake or not yeah, so yeah. that I'm just never going to believe that or site again. Or was that thing <laughs> far enough out where they're like, you know, we could change the name. Oh, sure. Yeah. So this this definitely doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the Badlands or Barbarians. But yeah, like maybe. <laughs> well, Shadow of the Earth Tree again, could be know. about literally anything. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon had a, I don't know, like Pokemon presents Pokemon day or something. I didn't even know this was happening oh. until I woke up and it was like already done, but they just announced like a shit ton of Pokemon stuff. They did. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go through a few of them that stuck out to me. They're making 
a Netflix show called Pokemon Concierge. I'm watching right now the trailer. There's yeah. nothing really in the trailer other than like a character walks on the screen and there's a Psyduck, but it's supposed to like take place in a Pokemon resort and it's like not, a, it's like they're trying to expand the universe outside of the typical like Ash is going to get the eight badges and, and do the fight team rocket, yada, yada, yada. Like they're just, they're taking another spin at sure. it, which I'm like, yeah, let's, I would love to see just kind of more in the Pokemon world. When I look at Detective Pikachu, my favorite part of that movie is like the first half where they're just walking around and in their in Pokemon world. Sure. Uh, apparently takes place at a resort. Like you said, follows the story of a concierge named Haru uh, and the many Pokemon that visit as guests. Sounds cute. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably check it out, especially if it gets some good praise. We'll, we'll see what that's like. Yeah. Uh, skipping down a few Pokemon sleep came back after years of, not being talked about yeah this thing okay yeah so it's a yeah it's a the sleep tracking app on your phone you do some pokemon stuff while you're sleeping i don't know but that's coming this summer like i will try this out for a night or two and see if it's worth doing because why not what what if pokemon sleep was just like you so a bunch of people use it for a week thinking like oh this is kind of cute and then Snorlax is like, dude, you got apnea. You need to like seek help immediately for <laughs> well, like to fix your life. And people are like, oh, that's great. My yeah. life has been changed. Sure. Like that's that seems like a win win for me. Thanks, um, Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's going to like tie into like my Apple Watch or something or if it's just going to be the phone. I I don't even really know what you're going to do, but uh, seems like you can get a goofy sleep. And that's a that's a. Uh, Oh, I forgot it. What's the name of this Pokemon? Slowpoke. Slowpoke has a goofy sleep. A goofy sleep? Oh, yeah. man. What if there was a sleep app that was a very goofy sleep app with Goofy <laughs> and Max? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? I think I'm just I'm in a point in my life where I miss uh, Wake Up Club on the PlayStation Vita. Uh, oh, man. Where you had to play mini games against other people in order to, like, turn the alarm off or something. Um, cause that was awesome. And then it's a pretty good idea. Yeah. And then, and then now when I'm thinking of stuff that just only existed on the Vita, now I'm missing Frobisher says, and oh, I, need to, man. I need to see if Frobisher yeah. says if that like trailer is still on YouTube. Yeah, Frobisher you says. Really like that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Can I still watch that? Oh, the trailer is still there. Oh, so good. I'm going to I'm going to put this in our chat so I can go look at it later. Can you put that in the in the Twitch chat? Because I'm not logged in at the moment. <laughs> yeah, sure. God, Furbisher says it's great. Holy smokes. Really I don't think that team times. went on and made anything else. Yeah. Um, OK, they're making the Pokemon Go it? Plus is a Pokemon Go app that'll like, I don't know. Who cares? What's more interested is yeah. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC. Uh, hey, did they fix that? No, probably not. Oh, but it's okay because okay, Fire Emblem Engage came out, so you should probably just play that instead. <laughs> okay. Uh, but the yeah, two pieces of DLC coming out, just like they did for Sword and Shield, where it's kind of a part one and then part two to continue the story. Uh, part one is called uh, The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero. And uh, part okay. two, 
Oh, sorry. That's what the entire thing is called. Part one is called the teal mask and part two is the indigo disc. I guess it'll add some more Pokemon as well. Uh, Part one is in coming in fall. Part two is in the winter. I don't don't know. I can't even remember how much they cost last time. I think maybe 30 bucks for the pair. Uh, Part one players will visit the land of Kitakami as a part of a school trip. In the second part, players will exchange students will be exchange students at Blueberry Academy. One thing that uh, pointed out that, that jumped out to me about those two areas is they are separate new areas. So I wonder if they're going to try and make smaller ones that run better. Yeah, and that like fix a lot of the problems people have. That, that's not a bad idea, honestly. Yep. Why not? But they, that's also what they did in, in Sword and Shield as well as they made a, a new separate area. So it's not totally unheard of. Uh, gotcha. But cool, that's a ways off, so I guess I'll wait for that. New legendary Pokemon, uh, Ogrepon and Terrapagos, I guess. Weird. All right. Uh, Speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo came out and confirmed they won't be at E3. The quote here is, since this year's E3 show didn't fit into our plans, we have made the decision to not participate. Okay. Didn't we know that? I think it was like... or. It was assumed. I don't think it okay. was official, yeah, but anyways, now it's definitely official. So there you go. Gotcha. Okay. A couple other Nintendo stories real quick. Metroid Fusion is getting added to the Game Boy uh, Advance Nintendo Switch yeah. Online service on March 9th. That's also the same day <laughs> as the next wave of Mario Kart DLC. But that is a good okay. Metroid. People really like Fusion. I, I mean, I really like Fusion. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if it holds up. I hope so. And uh, the Mario movie is coming out two days earlier. It's going to do a Wednesday release. I'm still mad that they didn't release it March 10th for Mario Day. Seems like the easy layup, especially since March 10th is a Friday. Is it a Friday? Oh, man. They missed out. So Well, it was originally. Wasn't it supposed to be December? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) It should have been out already, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, so... I probably won't see it on a Wednesday. I'll probably still see it on the weekend, but uh, I will see the Mario Bros. movie. Promise you that. Uh, also, the dev of Frobisher says made Ho Hokum, apparently. Oh, okay. And then dissolved after that in 2015. There you go. I remember people talking about that game. Never played it myself. Same. Let's do some questions. If you want to send a question in, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. <clears throat> Dead writes the first question here. Similar to the NES, SNES, and PS1 classics, Genesis Double Dipped, what would you want to see on a PSP classic? Oh, this is easy. Luminous. I think Luminous has to be on there. I mean, it wasn't like... It's the first one. It wasn't like specific to the PSP, but yeah, and Patapong, it, it good. Patapong like should Patapong? be on there. I mean, so do you put just one of them or do you put all three? Oh, you probably just put all three. We're, I mean, go okay. big or go home. You right? do. You put Loco Roco on there. You put Loco Roco on there. Loco Roco is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think you put Crisis Core on there, even though people really like. Even though there's a remaster that came out, you're going to put the worst one on there? Well, that's why. 
you can put it on there because there's like one that people could buy on other platforms if okay. they wanted to. So you put both the Metal Gear games on there, right? You put oh, do you put the Metal Gear Acid games on there? I I mean personally, yes, you do, <laughs> but I definitely would understand if somebody did not. I think you put like um, the, the first one of both. Sure. Yeah, probably. Well, it's like how many, how many games do you put on there? I can't remember how many are. Is there like is, there's like 20 usually, isn't there? Like, there's a lot, right? Yeah. 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 People are saying you Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter was that was like the, the system for Monster Hunter was the PSP. You definitely need the Freedom Unite games on there. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, You put Ghost of Sparta on there because that's the only way to play that canon God of War game. There's two God of War games on the PSP. Chains of Olympus oh, is the, the name of the other one? Oh my god. Yeah, no, I, you're right. It is Chains of Olympus. I think you're that's right. the one I played. I think Ghost of Sparta was the second one. I don't think I played that one. Yeah, no, you're right. They're both on there. You put both on there, I think. That's an easy one. That's an easy one because, yeah, Sony totally owns that. Yep. I'm just trying to think. Like, oh, I think I have my... I'm not going to go... I have all my PSP games here, but I'm not going to go over there and look at them. Daxter, Daxter would ones. be a good one. Yeah, there okay. was also was Secret Agent Clank. Was that PSP specific? Don't know. I'm going to look up PSP exclusive games and see what we're missing. I think you should put Persona 3 on there. OK, so based off what we've said, would you buy this? Um, the thing is, is that I never had a PSP, so I would oh. just for a way to play a lot of these games I missed. I didn't play either of the God of War games on there, for example. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think you need to. Right. But if this was like a, like hundred, two hundred dollar thing, that's just like, there's 20 games, including <laughs> like five that you've never played in your favorite series. Why not? Okay. So I looked I found an article from the gamer.com PSP exclusive games like that you like need to play before the store closes. So this came out in 2021. That seems a lot. It was still up in 2021. Maybe they like re-updated this article or something. Killzone Liberation was on there. Uh, okay. Killzone Liberation sure. also um the only game demo i ever got from being part of like the playstation magazine subscription where they sent you demo <laughs> umd discs in the mail right um, surprisingly they put jean d'arc on here which was a tactics game that i that i didn't know anyone besides me knew about <laughs> hmm. what else do they have in here resistance retribution i don't even remember this game i guess there was a little big planet on the psp Valkyria Chronicles 2. Oh, okay. Sure. Nothing else. Uh, Nothing else is out. jumping out to me because uh, I have like a list of games on the PSP, but they're not like exclusives. So, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars, that was also on the DS, but I guess you could put that on there. Yeah. I think we named a good portion of the ones that you should have just off the top of our heads anyway. Yeah. And to answer my own question, no, I don't think I would buy this because <laughs> I have most okay. of these for the PSP. Um, right. So I think I'm good. Yeah, that makes sense. What was the best Patapon? 
I, you know, I could not differentiate the the multiple patapons. I don't know if I even played okay. all three patapons. I, I may have only played the first one. And they also, they released some of them on like the PS3 or 4 in the last few years. They did like a P- patapon remastered. So it's easier to play some of those games. Oh, um, this was, yeah, I would put the third birthday on there, which was Parasite Eve. Three that was so bad that they took out the Parasite Eve branding and name because the writer of that book wanted nothing to do with Square Enix or wanted them to have access to his IP <laughs> anymore after two. Yeah, that thing's a piece of shit, but I would put it on there just because why not? Okay. Next question comes from Raster Man. You are tasked to do a compromised fix to a game of your choice. That is, you can fix three things about it. Gameplay story, progression, graphics, etc. But to compensate uh, them, three others have to be downgraded. For example, in Wind Waker, Link can now jump on his own accord, but can only run at half speed. Oh, man. My fix for every game in the Souls series is I want to be able to jump after feeling how good that felt in Elden Ring. <laughs> so I'm wondering what I would oh, take okay. away to do that. I mean, I don't even know. I guess we have to just kind of ignore the fact that it, like, if you just added a jump, it would like ruin a lot of the like geometry in that game because you would like get to places that you're not supposed to. Well, so Dark Souls had a jump it was just shitty because you had to double tap the run button while you were already mid dash and it felt shitty and unwieldy so it wouldn't be too bad to put in but yes being able to just push a button and jump would definitely lead to more breaking the game because sure. like in wind waker for example you would you would probably break some stuff since link can yeah. only typically jump off ledges totally right um what would i take away from souls to allow that Oh, I would I would put in encumbrance. I would take away just like being able to hold as much as you want (laughs) in your inventory. Well, so then what are you? Wait, so you're going to add the jump and take away encumbrance? That's two positives. No, no, no. Add encumbrance. Take away the ability to like. Doesn't it have? Well, I'm only going off Elden Ring. Elden Ring has encumbrance. No, it doesn't. You can carry as much things in your inventory as you want. But it slows you down. If you're if it's on you, I'm talking about like literally things you pick up oh, and you're not wearing. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Yes, okay. Yeah, encumbrance. I could see that because there's like most of the stuff. I, if it wasn't like on me, I'm not using it. So why even carry it? Yeah, like it's definitely a bad thing that is totally work aroundable. But it also kind of makes sense in the idea that if you're carrying a bunch of shit, you wouldn't be able to jump anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have a great answer for this. Um, I mean, I obviously everyone knows I like double jumps, but I can't really think of a game where it's like I feel like I would just ruin the game, and I don't want that. <laughs> also, what I don't think I would a double ever... jump in every Mario. Sure, I mean, yeah, why not? What I mean, I take away. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> as long as they can like design around it and doesn't make things too too easy. But like in Gal, not Galaxy, uh, Odyssey. 
when you like learned to do like the triple jump with like the hat dive and stuff like that was just awesome yeah. going around that and, and learning all the new things i don't think i would ever take it over like you run at half speed god that would be miserable yeah that's such a that's not a compromise that's breaking your fucking game man that sucks yeah that would <laughs> suck absolutely Sukusuka writes, the Atari 50th anniversary collection has set a new bar in game compilations and similar great ones released alongside, such as the TMNT one. Now, what is the theoretical collection that is both feasible and could beat Atari in lore and gameplay? Oh, man. For compilations? Oh, Neo Geo easily would be able to do a lot of shit like that. I... I mean, so in order to, like, even get close to it, because you could have a, a compilation of anything and they and they could yeah. present it well. But what makes the Atari one so good is because it, of how old it is that, it, that there's all these people you can go back and talk to. So Neo Geo is old, but it didn't last as long as Atari. Like, there's no new stuff to pull from. Oh, I see what you mean. Sure. Um, but, yeah, you could still do that because you could talk to those people you know, you, they could do the thing for Atari 50 where they like made some new games in the same vein or kind of remixed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could easily mm. do like Nintendo. Sega would be a good one as well. Yeah, those seem like the easy answers, but I mean, for a reason. Atari, yeah, Atari's in such a weird position. Atari's in like a super weird and you know the Atari collection doesn't even get into like some of the modern day stuff where they're like Atari hotel so like sure yeah it, it gets super weird but even back then like Atari went through so many like weird things and it also helps that they were kind of like the first yeah so when you're like starting that thing out it's like yeah this is what we kind of thought an arcade machine would look like and it's like this is nonsense this looks like something from the Jetsons one on treasure would be fantastic because I love those games. And also they've always kind of done some really interesting game designs with what they've uh, been tasked to do. I, I know think we that got would just this be interesting. I know we got this with rare replay, but I would love a Atari 50th style take on the rare replay on where rare. we got all the because pe- they have so many different styles of games yeah and they went through like a lot of weird stuff like you know they did perfect dark but they also did viva pinata (laughs) yeah and just like in the industry they had such weird things happen to them like yeah it would be super interesting yeah like for sure basically like eventually getting like purchased by nintendo and then then they just made donkey kong games for a while and like yeah that would be a cool one. I could see. I don't know if it would get boring because the games are all kind of the same, but maybe like a Final Fantasy collection. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I would love to hear some stories on uh, just people that. W- Give me the guy that was there from one to now is 16. He's like a janitor or something. <laughs> and like he's been part of every development and what he's like gone through. Well, what I'd love to hear though, cause you know, one was put what, you know, the whole reason it's called final fantasy is that was their last game. They're ready to go bankrupt and they were yeah. just putting out their final thing. So that would be really cool to hear a bunch of stories at the beginning. And then it would be, it'd be very cool to get their perspective as they keep making sequels. Like, yeah, so we made another one and 
we thought we were going to tank after that. And then we made a third one and then we like the company was saved. Blah blah blah. So that, that would be kind of cool. And then it would, by the time you get up to the modern day stuff, it'll be, it would be, it'd be a completely different company. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, you could do Namco. Namco is basically like Atari. Sure. They're old, old Japan arcade <sighs> stuff. That, and that still exists. Similar vein. Although it would end in such a weird, like modern day point would be Konami. I would be very interested to see that story and because they have a bunch of they they have a huge breadth of games like they're so different and then there'd be this whole arc of like yo Metal Gear and and Kojima and then it's just going to be like the the 90s in general and then we got rid of all the stuff and went into like sports (laughs) and now we don't and now we just make pajinko machines so it'd be so that would be so weird to just see that that arc. Wasn't that the company also that was like, you know what? We're going to get really into spas as well. We Well, they we did health clubs. Like, that's what the, that's a health did. clubs. Yeah, so that's what that sports is. What just what came to my head. But yeah, that that would be super interesting, honestly. Yeah, Squaresoft and Enix just in general, their merge and everything. That would be pretty cool. I'm trying to think if there's any other kind of Western ones or non-Japanese ones, because Japanese ones just seem easy because they have the history there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to I don't you know, we did say rare, um, but is there anything other than rare? Uh, it's hard because a lot of the Western old. stuff, it just seems too new. Like, even if I said something like Ubisoft, it's like, I don't know, all their games seem just kind of too new to do any of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, probably Blizzard. There's a lot of shit at Blizzard. Okay, sure, I could see Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. They've, and they've done a ton. You know, what would be a kind of an interesting one is if you did Epic. That would be super interesting. Honestly, like this is just good. I mean, fuck, we do a video game podcast. Uh, give me the back the behind the scenes for any fucking company out there i'm going to watch that have you heard of psych odyssey from double fine they put out 40 episodes about (laughs) psych what is it like 20 to 30 hours of like content on that on that one game development that one game it's so good i'm on i think i'm like eight episodes in it's so good it is absolutely worth watching i can't recommend it enough yeah it's just one of those things that's like what the question is like uh what oh i guess the question is actually what could beat atari and lauren gameplay but i started reading it as like what else would you want and it's it's everything yeah i want it all (laughs) could you imagine if psychonauts like one or two was like your favorite game how how that person must be feeling when that documentary came out yeah like just the idea of of them are mine but just the idea of like pick your favorite game here's 30 hours of behind the scenes about your favorite game Totally. Like, holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, that's why I also liked Indie Game the movie. Just, I like I like the behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Hey, the whole, no clip on YouTube. There nope. you go. That's all that. One of the best channels. Yep. Bioware Bioware would be right. pretty interesting. I just wanted to put that out. Bioware would be really interesting. Yeah, Bioware would be super, super interesting. They... That story takes a weird, depressing turn at some point, too. Yeah, that would be 
neat. But now it's like on the upswing. So, you know, I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the other thing is like in the entire 50th anniversary collection, you had access to those. You could play the games as well. And it's like, I don't even want right. to. And a lot of the modern ones, it's like, right. if you, so you do a Bioware one. It's like, I don't need a, another copy of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. I don't need another copy of Anthem. Like, I don't, I just want the, like, documentary part. Totally. Yeah. Just want the documentaries. Uh, Phantom Magus writes, OATDP crew, in an alternate universe, TDP is not known as a podcast, but is a band. So my question is what genre of music would you all agree to do, and what would this TDP band be called? I'm trying to think, like, what John would be into. I feel like the only, like, overlapping uh, musical interest of the three of us would be, like, ska. Oh, no. We would be a ska band? That's, like, the worst. (laughs) And I'm not even, like, that into ska, but it's like, okay, I'll at least do it. Oh, no. It's like better than if we were like a country rock band or something. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. None of us like country, I don't think. That's what I'm saying. I was just trying to think of like (laughs) other genres. It's like I just don't know enough. It's like I I could tolerate ska. And I know John's really into ska. And I feel I feel like you could tolerate ska. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, there you go. It, when when I hear like you're gonna be in a ska band, I like cringe a little bit of my soul. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, I could do it, I guess. There's there's two pe- uh, kinds of people in the world. There's the people that cringe when they hear they're they have to be in a ska band, and then there's someone who's so fucking ecstatic and they can't wait to get their trumpet out that they get to be in a ska. And that's band. the person I want to listen to, though, is the thing. Sure. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I want to listen to the TDP band because. Like barely any of us can, yeah. play, or I, or I, I don't know. I can't play an instrument, so. Uh, I feel like we would still. Why wouldn't we call it top-down perspective? Like that's a that's fine, right? Yeah, like it'd be TDP still probably. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the only thing I could have a a chance at playing is the drums, based on playing enough rock band over the year, years. Okay. Um, but that's about it. Okay. Cool. So I feel like, I feel like I could like sneak my way into playing enough of a rhythm with a with a drum kit that someone would be like, okay, I can't do that with a guitar because rock, Guitar Hero does not translate. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. VGC Kenny writes: When the Activision buyout happens, assuming it does, you get a message from them. They've greenlit Tony Hawk Pro Skater three plus four, and they want you to be in it. Aside from your model, you're allowed to add two things. One, a new trick that players can do after beating your mission. It doesn't have to be realistic, realistic if that helps. And two, you get to pick a song that will be in the game. What is your trick and what song do you add? Okay. Oh my god. Like what the trick is really hard to think of actually. What the hell do I do? It doesn't have to be realistic. So mine's going to be called like the Rayman and my arms and legs and my okay. head blow off my body and then oh. come back to you. And, okay. and then while they're off, my torso spins around and then my arms and limbs come back together. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Man, if if we're just talking about like video game things that we like, 
Yeah, that's what the show is. Yeah. I I mean mine would be like a double jump. <laughs> so so you like so you like go off the jump and then at some point in the arc you go up again a bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I would actually argue in Tony Hawk, since the whole thing is like you hold down X and then you release X at the top of the jump, you're kind of doing a double jump. Because you're not just using momentum like in real life. You're actually jumping off of the lift. Man, depending like how good you are, if you do like a sick ollie, you're kind of doing a real life double jump as a skater because you're using the board to push yourself up. And then you're like kind of floating up above the board for a second. (laughs) But that's still the same momentum as pushing the board up. So isn't that just one jump? Yeah, but it's cooler if you call it a double jump. Okay, sure. Uh, song that would be in the game. Uh, no One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age. Love that song. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's by Brand New. It's like, is it the Archer's Bows Have Broken? Archer's Bows. Yeah, by Brand New. It was in Burnout Paradise, and I think that would fit pretty perfectly. Cool. Uh, final question from Hebrew Lantern. What is the most beautiful sight in a game? Alternatively, what is the pretty game? Most beautiful sight is the ending. The credits. Oh, what a cop-out answer. Done. Such, game is done. What a cop-out. Feels out. good. I'm trying to, okay. I'm, what, what initially came to my head was the sand surfing scene in Journey. When you're going like through the in front of the columns and you have like the the sunset okay. happening and it's all orange and shimmery. I have a more realistic answer for this because I'm a sucker for any time a game does a silhouette, especially as a 2D game of okay. just like the so foreground. So Donkey and, like, Kong Country, kind of- Tropical Freeze when you're running up the avalanche and it's never- all silhouetted. S- so yes, but I've never played that game. Okay. I've seen screenshots of that. But uh there's other games that I can't remember off the top of my head that do similar stuff. Trek to Yomi does a few parts that are kind of cool that way. Limbo is kind of that whole That whole style. game is that, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Uh what's the prettiest game? That's a hard question. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, the prettiest game. Like that's also like, how do you even like classify prettiest? Like oh, Ori comes to mind. Ori's extremely pretty. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Journey comes to mind too. Uh, but then like, you know, Boyna's blob is, is very pretty. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Then again, like there, God of War Ragnarok is one of the nicest looking games I've ever seen. <laughs> There are, I really, really like one of the things that I like the most about like the Forza Horizon games is some of those locations that are kind sure. of like realistic-ish are phenomenal. Yeah. Those are great. I have some, they mentioned Uncharted. Uncharted is gorgeous. Last of Us also looks great. Like it's also, it's like pretty, are we, is that like from an arts, artistic standpoint, from a, a technical standpoint? Right. Like, you know, I just have a, a uh, an in, an interest in like cartoony looking stuff. So like Ori definitely jumps out to me. And I mentioned Boyne's Blob. Um, I think Chris Tales is fantastic. Chris Tales has a fantastic art style. Absolutely. 
Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima scenery is phenomenal. <clears throat> yes, it's very good. Yeah, that's an insane question. Uh, there's no answer for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you want to send in a question, top number perspective at gmail.com, at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Grim Guardians Demon Purge. And mine is Fire Emblem Engage. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.